Hi, I am Olumide Olainka. A big hello and welcome to the Startup Lagos podcast. A podcast dedicated to highlighting the bubbling scene of the growing startup community of the city of Lagos. On the show, get to hear inspiring stories from founders, entrepreneurs, investors, corporates, and other ecosystem stakeholders. To subscribe to us, visit podcast.startuplagos.co. Stay tuned with us. Stay pumped. Good afternoon. Thank you for making time to join us today. And um, I will invite Deepak, who is our director of emerging markets at Village Capital, to talk a bit about Village Capital and what we do. And also Wale, from, uh, who is the founder and CEO at TechPoint, to talk a bit about TechPoint, and then Wale will introduce the panel. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here, and I hope you have a great evening. And um, uh, it's been an amazing week being here, meeting startups, spending time with an awesome group of people from entrepreneur support organizations from across Africa. I'm Deepak Menon. I oversee emerging markets for Village Capital. I'll just take a minute to tell you who we are. So Village Capital is a global venture development organization headquartered in Washington, D.C. We work across the U.S., Africa, Asia, LATAM, Latin America, parts of Europe. What we do is we work with entrepreneurs through our curriculum and our community of investors and large strategic partners who are interested in entrepreneur support. We work with entrepreneurs to help them towards investment readiness and scale. So we do this through training, through connections with investors, through uh, connections with other strategic partners who would help them build their businesses, open up their markets, and scale. And um, we work with entrepreneurs in five sectors, financial inclusion, health, education, agriculture, and clean energy. And the reason we do these five sectors is because our theme, our mission at Village Capital is to help and support entrepreneurs who are focusing on solving problems around access, affordability, inclusion, sustainability at scale, who want to create impact at scale, who want to make lives better for the communities around them, and who want to build business models which, to create companies which will grow and which will solve a lot of the problems that the world is facing today. Those are the kinds of entrepreneurs we are privileged to work with. And now, further privilege, another step in the journey for us. In our own path towards scale, we have now begun to work as part of the Willcap Communities Initiative with entrepreneur support organizations. We work with them to share our curriculum, to share our best practices, to share our tools and methodologies. And these organizations, in turn, will take what they find relevant out of this. They will take it back to their communities, their countries, and they will work with their entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurs that they have around them in their communities, their countries. They will work with them to help them grow and scale. And so in that way, we at Village Capital are privileged to work with this awesome group of entrepreneur support organizations here today, this week, who have traveled from various parts of Africa. They're also from Nigeria, so, uh, who have traveled here to work, to work with us, to meet all of you, who will go back with everything they've learned, and we hope will find it useful and valuable 
to help entrepreneurs in their regions to really achieve the kind of impact and build the kind of companies that those entrepreneurs want to build. And uh, uh, yeah, and I'm uh, here for the rest of the evening. I'm happy to answer any questions anyone else might have about uh, Village Capital's work. I, as I said, I look after Village Capital's work across Africa, uh, Asia, and Latin America. We also have Emily here from Village Capital who has pretty much built and grown Village Cap communities from the beginning and uh, can certainly answer all your questions about how this part of Village Capital functions. Yeah. Once again, it's a great pleasure to be here. Thank you, TechPoint. Thank you, all of you. And uh, enjoy the evening. Thank you. Good evening, everybody. Um, my name is Ifai Ndemewose, and basically I'm a storyteller. So what does that mean? I write, tell stories around startups, basically things happening around our primary uh, market, which is Nigeria. Of course, we've expanded to Africa, and that also in, in my job extends to that as well. So uh, today I'm going to be moderating a session on accelerator, acceleration, what it ought to be and, you know, what it should be like, you know, when it comes to Africa. And again, likely earlier when I said um, a storyteller. So you probably, most storytellers tend to, you know, focus on their job, like they're always writing and stuff like that. So yeah, I hope um, it's going to be a very um, interesting session. And over the course of it, you all are going to find out if this particular storyteller is a good talker. It's just one of those guys that just, you know, sit down back there and make things happen. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, well, there's not going to be a panel session if I don't have uh, my panelists. So, together we're going to be discussing the subject matter. So, I'm going to call them on stage one after the other. Uh, I'm going to call on um, the CEO and founder of um, Printivo. Yemi, where is he? Your mirror. Next person I'm going to call on stage is the business developer of Accountia, Ni Adeboye. Where is he? And our final panelist for this session is Odunwayo Awoni Ewoni, the co-founder of Piggy Bank. So I do hope you all enjoy the conversation. Okay, so uh, like I earlier introduced, this is a panel session to talk about you know, um, accelerator, what acceleration should look like in Africa. Uh, we, we have a lot of, basically since the model started um, in Silicon Valley, it's been, you know, everywhere all across the globe and even Africa too, we, we, we do that. So, but we're going to come down to the nitty gritty of this particular um, word, right? So I'm going to start with um, uh, Ni. So for you, let me ask, what does um, acceleration mean? Hi, everybody. 
Am I Hollywood enough? Okay, so um, when you talk about acceleration, for me, it's all about speeding up your business in a startup um, aspect. So I'm going to use account here as an um, example. So acceleration to us means want to grow faster. And um, the best way is grow 10x. So when you say you, want, you are being accelerated, that means you want to, want to speed up your growth. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to um, allow Yemi also ask. Um, I think Nia said said it all. But um, in addition to that, it's it's about learning what you didn't know before launching. I think we need to accept that we don't know things to be able to know to know more. And for us, it was it it it, it was a case of going back to to learn certain things that we didn't know before launching Printivo and then accelerating ourselves. Um, forward. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. So, um, well, you guys have um, answered correctly, but let me just say this, you know, to the best of my knowledge, I feel um, accelerators, you know, these cohort-based programs, you know, comes with a lot of um, perks such as um, um, seed investment, mentorship, um, you know, a lot of them actually. So, uh, I'm going to um, take the question give the question to you. So for you, what's the um, primary motivation? Is it the funding? Is it the mentorship? Is it the connection? Like w when you make that move to go into an accelerator program, what do you consider as value? A combination of everything. Um, it's, a startup needs mentorship, it needs a network, and it needs money. So... Um, for the most part, we would consider applying to an accelerator program that doesn't give money if it appears that the value and the network um, outweigh like the value of the funds they will give us. Essentially, it should offer two out of three, at least, for you to apply to one. That's what I think. So uh, for you, when you say two out of three, what's, like, just give us which, if it, it will boil down to, like, this, you have these three, options and you have to just speak to for for piggy bank what would it be for the state that we were at um for instance when we applied to village capital okay. pick the network and we pick the mentorship right because the money wasn't very short okay um so for the state we were at when we applied to village capital which was last year right we picked the um the mentorship and the network which really helped because it was a peer accelerator program, right? And then, but for now, uh, and then we, we've done a couple which didn't have funding attached to it. So for us, it's been mostly about the network. I think I, I like that um, answer, and I was expecting that, you know, to be quite honest. You know, because, you know, uh, we're Africans, and a lot of us like to be very conservative and what have you. But I think I'm going to allow um, Yemi to answer this, but it's been off of... Um, an answer you just gave. So, um, like, like she said, she said um, she looked forward to mentorship and connection. And trust me, a lot of people also say that as well. Like, um, I've heard so many people say what they look forward to in these programs are the mentorship and the the, um, uh, the connection, basically. So, so do, you, do, is, do we feel like uh, we don't we don't like to tell ourselves the truth, or like we don't say, oh, funding is important and, and all of that? So the first thing I would say is that funding is important. And it's not just important, it's very, very important. Because it takes money to make money. And um, it's, it's one of the honest truths that we should always tell each other. In our case, um, 
we had raised seed funding and we we're already going the business before we went into um, an accelerator, which um, which is 500 startups. And it was because first we wanted to raise money, and we realized that we had things we, that we were supposed to have done before even raising this money. And I mean, I was in, I was in Cape Town, I was in Nairobi, and um, Dave McClure was also speaking at the same event, and we got talking. And it was like, oh, fantastic business, we would love to invest, but um, we can't invest outside the accelerator program. And within 20 minutes of the conversation, I realized that 500 startups had invested in three similar businesses like ours. And they even exited one, um, which is uh, print.io. They actually exited from that business. And they are currently still in about three um, and the batch before our batch, they had a similar business that they had invested in. So I could see that they had track record. They understand the space. Um, they have investors who can actually follow on what they, whatever they've done in, in the deal. It made a lot of sense for us. So we applied for the, um, for the program and, and we got in. So funding is actually one key thing you get from any accelerator program. But in addition to that, there is a connection which money can't buy. And then there is the mentorship and there is the knowledge base. I can tell you, we did 500 startups and within the first two weeks of the program, I was telling myself like, geez, wish I, I knew then the things I know now. And I mean, it made a lot of sense for us. Um, to add, um, for people who are planning to apply to accelerator programs and shelving the funding aspect, it completely depends on the accelerator you're applying to, right? Um, before you pick network and mentorship over funding, you should um, have spoken to people who passed through the program to see if you get any use from it. There's like many accelerator programs that don't offer money outside of the program, right? Um, if your startup is not self-sustainable, if your startup actually desperately needs money, networking and not needs. So, also that. Okay. Thank you very much, Audrey. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to go on to the next question. Uh, so, there's this um, debate, right, about um, whole accelerator, you know, following the Silicon um, Valley model and it's becoming like... Um, a thing generally. So, first of all, let us understand like what, what's really you know the Silicon Valley in model when when it comes to accelerator. Like, is it something that you know? Oh, because it's not Nigeria, it's not our time. Then it's it's a big deal. Okay. Um, is that question for me? Or um, so, for me, and from various conversations that has been happening online, people tend to see the Silicon Valley model as investing in non startups and 99 will fail and one will excel. And the Valley is okay with it. Um, I need to, we need to realize that Africa is different and raising money in Africa is different. This is not a place where you want to raise, I mean, fund a hundred startups and expect um, 99 to fail. So it's the reason why investors in, in our space are quite a bit more careful and they tend to shy away from what um, Silicon Valley tends to um, to promote. However, it's a bit difficult to actually separate the, 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 the two lines of thought because the entire process of running a startup or funding a startup is a risk on its own. No one told you 
um, that the market would embrace your business in the first place. I mean, we've seen the best of ideas, fa they failed within within few months of, of being launched. So there's a risk factor of it. It's just a case of how well can we um, minimize um, the risk factor and not just mirror what, I mean, what the, the value encourage, would encourage founders to, to do. I mean, the first day of 500 startups, um, the first thing Dave McClough said was, um, there are 21 companies in this, in this court and we don't mind if every one of you fails. And if, if you do, we realize that it's a risk and we've taken that risk, but we just want you to fail um, in a way that people would fund your business again if you start something else. Well, I, I doubt if there's any, any African investor that will, that will tell you they are fine with that. And you, 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 don't, you, don't, you can't blame these investors for that. The funds are not um, readily available in this space as they are um, in the West. So basically, that's, that's just the way I see it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to allow um, me to weigh in on, that, on the question. Okay. Um, well, for us, we didn't as, um, participate in a foreign acceleration. We actually got um, accelerated here in Nigeria. But well, one thing that we know for sure is when you talk about um, acceleration and also investors' behavior, um, just as Yomi said, Nigeria is actually, or Africa to tell itself, is actually a kind of difficult place, I will put it. But at the same time, there are people who are trying to understand what the dynamics looks like. And I will just paint a scenario of an example. So um, an investor is actually someone like us. And let me just throw it to the house. So you want to invest in something. Now you're investing in an idea. A typical person would think, if I'm going to give you $30 million, or let me just say $20,000 to invest in an idea, I can at the same time go and import cars and at least I see this asset, and I know in the next maybe three months I can sell this car, and then I can get my money back. But in startup way, you're not sure if the money's going to come back, and so that makes it a bit difficult for people in Nigeria to really put down the money. It's better for them, or it's easier for them to put money back maybe in um, some companies outside Nigeria because now the market is different. And if you look at Nigeria as it is, Many startups are, well, I won't say struggling, but they are just trying to understand the market. And the market you're addressing in Nigeria is a bit different from the market you're addressing outside. So that's why, man, investors here are a bit very careful in putting down their money there. Yep. So I, I'm, I want you to um, take this. So um, there's, there's a reason why I like the fact that you're here, and that's because um, you've been in an accelerator program here in Nigeria I think recently you also um, made it into MES. So let's, MES is Ghana, right? So let's say that's, you know, international, right? I also know that you guys have a background from Belgium. You guys have to start from Belgium and all of that. So you've witnessed, you know, how things work in, you know, three different, you know, markets. So looking at that, you know, what, you know when, you, when you look at all these three um, different elements and you have to make a, a decision, like, based on oh, how you know, um, the model, a model should be like what, you know, it should, it should emulate. What would you say should be um, the primary composition of an acceleration? Okay, so uh, well, for us, we got um, into acceleration in um, Belgium, but not really um, 
funding is not actually part of it. So it's more like, okay, just come in, we give you free space and then we give you mentorship. And um, also when we get back to Nigeria, we had opportunity of going into an acceleration with um, Ventures Platform. And um, one thing that's quite different is with Ventures Platform or local um, acceleration, they are actually very much particular about your business and actually about the market and how well do you really understand the market. Because if you don't really understand the market, the solution you're building will end up becoming something you use yourself and people are not going to, to pay for it. And well, for, for us, I will, or for me, I would say the best way in which an, um, an acceleration or an accelerator should look at it is we need to focus more on the product because your product is what you give out to people and then they pay for it. And uh, it is very, very, very important that accelerators should look down critically your product because, as I've said earlier, if your product is not good or you're building your product based on your own idea, then it's only you that's going to use it. So thank you very much, Nii. Uh I have um, a secondary question, but I, I want um, uh, you me to answer that. Okay. So um, you know, one one interesting thing I, I want us to talk about right now is like you know the whole importance of an acceleration, right? Because you know, for me, I, I like to consider acceleration program a privilege because. You, you have to be doing something interesting to get into one, right? So looking at, looking at how, how you started, eventually you made it into um, 500 startups. And 500 startups, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was the 20th court that you, that Printivo eventually made it into, right? And that was last year. So every, like, everybody knows Printivo. Printivo have been around for, say, three, four, five years and, and they're about, like, it started yes. from school, basically. Four years, yeah. basically. Four. Yeah, so, so, why, why do you feel it was that point that you, that acceleration was, was necessary? Um, so, the first thing I would say was, I mean, is, it was very important for us to go in at that time because first we realized that we didn't know certain things. Secondly, we were going to raise funding. And we said, you know what, let's do this and then raise another around via that. And it was actually fundraising conversation that led to us going into 500 startups because we were talking to Dave McClure. And a lot of people were very, very, people were not convenient with it. But people were very vocal. People would reach out to me and say, you're me, you, you guys, you guys are too much for an accelerator program. I remember a, a founder called me at 11 PM, like, it was like, dude, I mean, you guys just go and raise series A and just, and just move on. And then we got to 500 startups, and guess what? There's a startup in our courts that was making 20 million ARR. I'm not joking. We had a guy that was making 10 million ARR. We had a startup that was making 5 million. In fact, we had a startup that was founded by a VC who left his firm to start his own company. This guy could have knocked doors in Silicon Valley and raised any amount he, he wanted to raise. But he decided to come into 500 startups. So at that point, we realized that, you know what? All this thing we make in Africa that we call, sometimes that you call, oh, a lot of revenue. You know, by the time you convert it into dollars, it's not, it's not a lot, it's not that much. And you need to step out to really understand just 
how well you should be doing. You know, it's the reason why you see that when startups go for accelerator programs, especially in Silicon Valley, they come back, the young guy is just too much. It's because people suddenly realize that, dude, this, this Naira is not, is not the next thing to start thinking about. So, I mean, we were not too big for an accelerator program. It was pretty obvious when we got to, when we got to the valley. Yeah. So, um, pardon? Uh, uh, Piggy Bank um, is in accelerator program right now, and um, if I'm not mistaken, Village Capital, right? So, uh, I'm. Oh, you're not. Oh, oh, you were in 2017. Okay, interesting. So, I, I, I for me, I, I like to look at the, the progress, right? A lot of times we're going to say, yes, we did this and we did that and we got this from this, you know, um, particular acceleration you know, program we're part of. So for you, what was, what was the biggest takeaway from that, you know, accelerator? Okay. Well, we've been to three accelerator programs. Um, from Village Capital, what we, um, received essentially, Village Capital has something called the viral pathway which kind of helps you evaluate your business as a whole, right? And I think that is really, I think they're trying to democratize it. So I think that's really great. Um, it helps you like kind of take an in-depth look at your business and know exactly what level you're at, right? Across eight categories. So it's a whole thing. It's really expansive. And after that program, we had a knowledge of exactly where the business was at and where it needed to be by whatever time. And then in December of last year, we got into Black Box Connect, which was in Silicon Valley. And that entirely focused on the founders as people, right? It went from wellness to um, identifying your role in the company, to knowing your own personal vision and your vision for the company, to building company culture and all of those things around leadership. And then we went into Google Launchpad Africa, which was our third and final one. And that taught us like to look into the product, do a deep dive into the product and how it related to the users. What do they want? Are you fulfilling their needs? Is it, what do, what do your users really get from your product? That kind of thing. So I think that for accelerator programs and to make choices, it's essential to know what your business needs at that time. So when we started Piggy Bank in 2016, it became this whole thing that grew like really fast and for young founders like us, it's important to be grounded, right? Not think that your business has become this giant entity because in reality, it's not. So it was really fortuitous that we got into Village Capital at that time. And it showed us, okay, in marketing, you're nowhere. In this space, you're nowhere. In product market fit, you still have a long way to go. Your exit, you don't have it straight. And so all of those things were revealed to us from that accelerator program. So you have to, there is no one size fits all. And that is why I resent people saying they don't like the Silicon Valley model. The Silicon Valley model allows you to take risks. That's you kind of have to figure out, this is what my business needs. This is what this program offers, so I'm going to apply to it. That kind of thing. So uh, I'm going to um, just take you back a bit, because I know a lot of people here want to um, see where you are coming from and how you, you, you got to you know, um, those you know, places that you talked about. So for you, what, what was that... Um, um, key thing that got um, Piggy Bank into those acceleration, accelerator programs? I mean, 
I will say, without any bias, that Piggy Bank is a great product, so there's that. And um, apart from that, we've, um, the founding team of Piggy Bank, we've been together for a while, and we had worked on another product before together. So it, it, important things for any investor and accelerator program is the cohesiveness of the team. Now, there are accelerator programs that help you put together your team in the program, but that's not what these ones were. So the fact that the team was cohesive, the fact that there was already kind of a driving vision helped us get into Village Capital. In Black Box, it was more about um, the person, you as a person. Like, do you have certain goals that Black Box can help you achieve, right? So coming from where we were coming from, like I said, we're new into the ecosystem, right? But it was important for us when we applied to Village Capital to tell them what we wanted from it. And what we really wanted was mentorship. And because by December 2015, um, December 2016, when we applied to it, it became obvious that we didn't even know how to monetize the product at that time, right? So that was something that we were struggling with, and we actually figured out our monetization in the second leg of the workshop, right? So there was that, and we didn't know the business model that Piggy Bank was. Blade Capital helped us do that, right? Um, the evaluation of uh, KPIs and all of those things, you know, and division of roles in the company, those are important, right? So you kind of figure those things out early in the game. We hadn't, so we were helped, right? So by black box, it was more of a where are you going situation. Can we help you get there? And then for Launchpad, it is, so there's this product that people love. How can we offer them what they want even more? So what Google Launchpad helped us do was segment the users, and figure out what do they want. Like, do they want to save? Or do they want to do this? You know, how much do they want to save? And how do they want to save? And so, like, coming out of all of those things, we've been launching new products and new features that have been fully formed by these programs that we've been through. Interesting. Thank you very much. So uh, the next question I'm going to ask, I would like to hear all of you thoughts, actually. So I know this is something that borders around... Um, Every uh, entrepreneur, basically every entrepreneur wants to go into an accelerator program. I, well, let me not be too conclusive, right? But for most people, they, they feel, okay, this is good, and I, my company or startup can actually benefit from this, right? So when you now, indirectly, when we begin to create this idea of, oh, the foreign counterparts are the, the destination or preferred destination, then... Uh, I think there's a problem we need to look at internally, right? So first of all, so let me start with you, Ni. Uh, for you, what, what, what are the um, primary motivations or motives for uh, the, I mean, the, the people looking towards the West and not, you know, uh, starting from, you know, like the local place, yeah, like Nigeria or your respective countries? Yeah, for acceleration. I mean, so... I'm going to ask. Okay, let, let me let me make this direct to you. Okay, so you went through. So you you most likely tell people, oh, I went through Ventures Platform and Ventures Platform is Nigeria, right? So I want to know why why did you choose Nigeria? Why did you choose? Uh, and then you you, you made a, a, a leap further and you went um, Ghana, which is also very close. Like it's very close to home. So why are you looking, you know, at this um, accelerator? Why not the um, foreign-based guys that a lot of people would consider as a preferred um, destination. Okay, so um, for us, 
we are actually targeting Africa, and so therefore our target um, market is in Africa. So we needed to understand the market, and then we need people who understand the market also to just hold our hands and help us get through. So for us, we decided to come back to Nigeria because initially when we first started account here, we were targeting Africa as a whole, and uh, we're getting users from different part of the Africa. We have users from Tanzania, users from Kenya, users from Mozambique, Ivory Coast, and um, we take a step backward and like, so where should we start from? We can add value to all of them, so let's look at Nigeria. So we said to take Nigeria and um, let's look for people or a kind of organization or program that could help us understand Nigerian market. So that's why we go got into Ventures Platform. We chose Ventures Platform because, one, Ventures Platform have the network, and also they have a lot of mentors that could really help. Because for us, yeah, we're generating revenue, and um, when we look at what Ventures Platform is putting to the table, is something that we'll make in four months. So money isn't why we actually go into the acceleration. We know the money is going to help us, but at the same time, we need the network. And so we got that. We got people who really understood the markets, who actually thought us things. And the whole idea is you don't need to pass through the fire yourself when you have people who literally throw you over the fire. And that was why we decided that let's go to Ventures Platform. Now, after that, we look at the next market because we have a roadmap. And after Nigeria, so where's next? Is Ghana and Kenya. So who are those who are playing in this space? Mest actually have their office or acceleration program in Ghana. So, yeah, it's easier for us. And uh, maybe the next one we're going to get to is um, the village capital. Okay, so, Yemi, your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, for, I mean can, can you take the question again? Because directly to me. Okay, so, so uh, <laughs> you, like, you finally made that decision to go into an accelerator program. Yeah. And it was five other startups. Yeah. Wow. Um, first, they understand the space that we are playing in. They've, they've invested in a lot of companies. There's, some, there's something they do in 500 startups where they, they assign a good account to your company. And the guy that was, at, that was, that was um, attached to us scaled Printify. There's a company called Printify. The guy scaled the company. He was consulting for spreadsheets as at the time that we were 500 startups. Now, these are businesses that are very, very similar to our business. I mean, he could say, he was able to say, oh, the structure of your site is not good enough for SEO. You guys need to work on this place, work on this place, because he has done several years doing that. So we went into 500 startups basically because, yes, money, um, mentorship, network, and all that, but they actually understand the space. They've even exited a similar business like ours, like I said earlier. They invested in that business, and within three years, it was sold. And, I mean, they understand web to print. We, we were going to do YC, but YC, as at that time, had only invested in um, spreadsheets. Um, so it is Springs, which, which is a bit similar to our model, but it's the only business that they've invested in. And we just figured that it makes more sense to, to do 500 startups. So, and I haven't spoken to Dave and Monique even before, um, the application, it, it made a lot of sense 
Uh, for us, I, when we were doing our interview, I remember we, were tra- we wanted to start talking about the business model, and they were like, "No, no, no, let's jump to growth and and scale and every other thing." And team, they they didn't even listen to the business model because they were like, "Oh, we have just twenty minutes for the interview," and and we were trying to tell them oh, it's web to print, and they were like, oh, "No, we get it. Let's move straight to growth. Your um, how far you guys have scaled, what the team is made of, and." What else you want to do? Um, when we first started, the investors in Nigeria did not understand the business. So, um, like I said, is you, you apart from the exposure, like you said something here today. You said the money is in Silicon Valley. So, the people here who have the money, they are like essentially middlemen. So you just, what you just do is jump over and just go straight to the source. And number two is who wants your startup, right? What I've seen, and this is a personal opinion, is that people from outside the country are more willing to take risks on us than people in here. So this isn't an aspiration on anyone. It's just a personal opinion from a personal experience. I've seen phenomenal startups in Nigeria be unable to get funding. And then, you know, they turn their attention to people outside of the country, and then the money comes. Right, so personally for us, it wasn't a matter of if you wanted to like talk to piggy bank, we were available. But like, so many people didn't get the business initially. Now they get it because you know people outside the country now understand the business as well. But they didn't get it. They didn't want to talk about it, and they didn't think we would succeed. So there's that, and there's all those risks that they associated with the product. That well, the accelerator programs that we got into didn't associate with the product. And so, in all honesty, that's it. It's who wants you and who's willing to be associated with you when your product is still, at the end of the day, still really struggling, really weak. So, yeah. Thank you. So, um, I'm going to um, let you um, take the next question. So, so I gather from um, your responses that, oh, knowing your, um, first of all, having a product that is, that, is, that is good, at least something to work with, is a very, you know, essential part of, you know, getting into an accelerator. I also understand that the um, investor relationship as well is important, right? And you mentioned something very interesting about, you know, taking a risk, which um, a lot of our um, local um, players do not do, and these guys do that. And that brings me to the next, um, should, I don't want, should I, let me just say a tricky question that I, uh, well, no, tricky might not be the word, like a bit controversial, if, if, if I'm allowed to say that. And that's um, the issue of stake, right? So this, these guys are willing to take the risk, but but trust me, no risk is is um no risk is small. So <laughs> so yeah, no risk is small. I mean, like, I look at people like Y Combinator; they give you one and twenty k for seven um, percent of your company. And I know Yomi is going to say something about five hundred startups; they give you six um, percent for uh, yeah one fifty thousand dollars for six percent. So now let us look at the the um, stake involved, right? Uh, do we feel um, like do we feel the old um, parameters are right, like the benchmark and all of that? When when you look at them, do you feel it's does it justify the what you get and what you're giving out? Um, the benchmark for where for is it for local and international? Or? I mean the international. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think so. For the international, definitely. You give away, 
you give away 7% of your company if it will expose you to VCs that you never in a million years would have been in the same room with, which is essentially what 500 startups, um, YC, and for us, Blackbox, put us in the same room. Like, um, there's a company in the U.S. called Mint that was acquired within two years of their operations by another company called Intuit. Right? I'd read about them, I'd met them. At Blackbox, I met the founder of Mint. And I could have been in a number of places and never met that guy. So I'd, I'd give you like a sizable stake in my business for that. What I wouldn't do is give you that stake in my business for one-fifth of that money and not as much connections. So, so um, yeah, Yami, you can say something about that. Um, I mean, it's, it will always be worth it for that stage of your business. Uh, I can tell you that for free because you won't get that deal in Nigeria. Sorry, sorry to say. Um, in fact, if you if you are in, in rooms where local investors are talking, you you hear conversations where they're like, "Geez, we're going to invest in that company for for a, for a million US dollars," and then the next thing they're in they're in, they're in, <laughs> in um, five hundred startups getting one fifty k for uh, for six percent, which is like three x of the valuation that they were thinking of. Or, oh, they are now in YC, and then they got a 10x or 7x valuation of, of the same thing. So, I mean, it's worth it. If you look at the money, if you look at the, the, the valuation, the stake, I mean, 7% of your business and five, of, of five or 6% of your business for that value at that stage, um, it's actually worth it. And, I mean, it's not a question whether it's, it's worth it or not. It's, it's, not, a que- it's not a conversation um, to have. Um, I'm sorry to say that. Um, and then in, in addition to that, if you look at the deals, so you look at the, the what's, so it, it's one thing to look at the amount being invested and the take, the stake the investor is taking. It's another thing to look at the documents that, that is tying you and that investor together in that marriage. 500 startup uses a document called KISS. If you Google now, you'll find KISS online. So simple. You can execute it, but you can download it and then you fill in the name and you're done. Um, YC, you see, is safe. If you Google it now, you find it online. There's no local investor that you can find that document anywhere, anywhere in Africa today. Right? And it's not because of anything. It's basically because, again, the appetite for risk. So local investors will say, oh, I want two bought seat, I want this, I want that, I want that, for that. And the guys in Silicon Valley will say, you know what? Just sign this document and wire 115 to your accounts and then go build this business. So you look at the appetite for this. Now, you can't blame the local investors because people haven't seen the kind of exit that will give them that appetite to want to write those checks quickly. So, yes. But like I said earlier, trust me, it's worth it. Yeah. All right, Nee, so um, a, a bit of thoughts on, on that. Well, I think um, for us, we got into an acceleration that actually gave us 20k for 10%. <laughs> so we're going to look at that is compared to what the foreign guys giving when like 20k for yeah, 10%. Yeah, 20k for 10%. They're like, okay, so what kind of thing is that? But what for for us, the reason why we actually took that is because I remember we actually applied for um, Techstar that's um, in South Africa, but we're not actually taken. But we just felt since we're coming down to Nigeria, so let's take a look at it. How many people do I know personally? Like, if I talk to my dad, can you give me um, Shegwan Baji's number? That's um, 
the CEO of GTB? Definitely no. So we need people who, when you look at the awards, that's an effort you're given. Well, you can take that risk. And well, for us, it's actually working. We don't regret taking it 20K and for 10%. So, well, I think it depends on what you want, and that helps you to, to take your decision. So you're also saying that it also depends on who you meet, right? Exactly. Because I was about saying, uh, so since we have this um, sort of, um, uh, should I say people look more to the foreign guys because of the their whole understanding, their appetite for risks, and what have you. So I was about asking, so what do we need to, you know, um, shake up, you know, I mean, in, in the local players and local accelerators that we have? Okay, well, uh, for, for me, I would say there's no acceleration in Nigeria that will be up to YC because most of the um, programs we have actually get funding even from YC. So, and they're trying to manage that fund because at the same time, they're accountable for those funds and they won't want to take that kind of risk. So it's better for them to find a way to balance up. If, yeah. So I completely disagree with that, sorry. Um, first of all, yes, if they are getting funded by YC and all those other companies, yes, they won't be up to but the, the important thing, we raised funding from here, right? We raised $1.1 million in funding almost exclusively from Nigerians, right? And for the most part, that's unprecedented, right? But that also means that there are those people in Nigeria who can fund these kind of programs, right? Like you just said, like, um, that the appetite for risk because there's not all of those exits. How are there going to be those exits if no one is taking those risks? In, like, for us, it was someone just introduced us to someone who we explained the business to, and the person did exactly like a, a foreign investor would. Send me your account details. I love the business. Right? There are those people in this, in, in this country. There are those people in this ecosystem. Our programs, right, our investors, they've done so much for the ecosystem. But all of this, all of this just means that there is so much more work to be done to identify these private sector individuals who can fund these programs. The LPs to YC to 500 startups are people like this in the equivalent of the U.S. economy. So they can be like that. They can be like that. Right? There's, there's companies like Andela, right, who are doing this from raising money and churning out developers, right? There's no reason why there is, like, a person cannot be the Zuckerberg to Andela for an accelerator program here. You just need to find the right people and convince them. But for you to convince those people, you as an investor need to be able to be convinced that the startups that you're seeing are worth taking the risk for. That's where the divide is, is that these investors are not taking enough risks on us and they're not to be blamed because there's not enough exits, but it's a chicken and egg situation where you have to take those risks for us to see exits. Right? InterSwitch acquired Banzo. We have the potential, right? But, like, you know, we're not realizing it, so... so um also, people are the same money in this economy. They are just not announcing it. Yeah. Yeah. People are wasting money in this economy. They are just not announcing it. So when you say raising money, uh, do you mean from an acceleration program? No, from just this individual? place. Okay. 
Thank you for joining us. Stay tuned to our next episode. Subscribe to us at Startup Lagos on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Visit us at www.startuplagos.co.